Big Grande's podcast, Teacher's Lounge, is back for Season 7, available exclusively on Stitcher Premium. Big Grande takes you inside the minds of four disgraced teachers from Hamilton High School as they explore new career paths. In Season 7, the hosts try something a bit different than their former jobs of teaching children. They become counselors at a summer camp. Listen to Teacher's Lounge now. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash teacher and use promo code PYHT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands Thank you for sitting down. What's up, UCB? How's everybody doing? That's what I thought. My name is Rhea Butcher. Take your time, sit down. Grab a seat. Everybody's here. Welcome them. They're here now. So are you. Thank you for coming. I got a new shirt just for you. A couple people. Thank you. Thank you. Great. That's all I wanted is one person to say, Ella! and no one else to do anything. That's a perfect heckle. For me, I'm not speaking for comedy in general. Don't just go to comedy shows and go, it looks good, and expect for it to go over well. But you can follow me around the country and go to every single one of my shows and say, it looks good! I will actually put you on the payroll. I'm a very uh, Trumpian kind of a person in that way. I don't know why people are like, oh, I mean, I, I understand. He's a piece of shit. So every time you bring up his name, people are like, oh, it's just a knee-jerk reaction. Kind of like when I wear this shirt. You're just like, it looks good! See, I said I was very Trumpian in that way. I explained it. Not in any other way. Hmm, let's see, what was I going to talk about? That is a great joke for comedians. Anyway... Great, I'm not going to talk about it. Nobody thought it was funny, so I'm just not going to talk about it then. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just me tonight. Uh-huh. And uh, that's fine. My comedy partner and I are taking some time to understand ourselves, figure ourselves out, be individual people, buy new shirts, do whatever we need to do. Get a second haircut in the last three months. Now I miss my mullet a lot. I was like, I gotta get rid of this shit. And then I got rid of it, and I was like, no! All right, not funny. I'm doing fine. I wrote my comedy notes on the back of a Hilton Rewards hotel card that still has the room, checkout date, and card inside of it. From July. Almost exactly a month ago. I was like, what paper do I have in my car? This. I have this and a hatchet in my trunk. And that is my gender. (laughs) Shoot that out of the back of a Dodge Ram. It's a whatever this is. Yay! I fucking hate gender reveal parties. (laughs) Now you get what I'm saying. Now you understand. You're like, Dodge, what is wrong with this person? Um, I saw one because they keep for... You look at one on Instagram because you want to angrily look at one on Instagram and then they're just like, oh, this is what you want, isn't it? And then you see every variety of gender reveal party and I was like, I didn't know it was a gender reveal, which was a reveal in and of itself. (laughs) 
And so I was like watching it for a second. Then I checked it again because I was like, no way. Did that guy, was that guy wearing what I thought he was wearing? Because the dude was wearing a shirt that said, hoping for blue, but pink's okay too. Go fuck yourself! (laughs) This is why I don't like gender reveal parties. Because there's a right answer. That's why I don't like them. I don't think there's a right answer. Culture thinks there's a right answer. Everyone's very scared. Like, I'm like, there's a right answer. We need more men. Like, why would you, oh God, I, uh, 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 I love when they go wrong though. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I was going to say something about running for office, but that makes no sense. Anyways, <laughs> it was my birthday over the weekend. <laughs> I had that gender reveal over the weekend. Um, I went camping. I really like camping, but then I get nervous when I go camping with people I don't know. Because I always assume they're better at camping than I am. And, like, odds are they probably are. Because, like, they'll ask me, like, oh, how much do you camp? And I'm like, well, I mean, I camped a lot. But, like, really the question is, how much have I sat around a fire? Because that's camping to me. I don't, like, go other places. You go to the campsite, and then that's where you live. Like, that's... That's camping. What are you guys... You're leaving? You're going somewhere else and walking around? That's very weird, because we live here. All of our stuff is here. I don't know if you noticed, there's a fire right back there. It's basically a television. All right, go ahead and leave. I'm staying here. There was just enough people that we like paired up in terms of energy on that though. Because there was like two people that are like, we're going to play disc golf. I was like, not interested. Then the other people were like, we're going to go hike. I was like, not into it. And then it was just me and this other guy. And we were both like, yeah, we're going to stay here, I think. We're just going to hang here. There's food and water and the toilet is right there. But it was fun. There was a lunar eclipse on my birthday. So I could see like every constellation with just my eyeballs, which was nuts and just made me fall asleep immediately. (laughs) And this guy that I had just met, that was a friend of the friend that invited me, was like very into the fact that it was my birthday. So he had like one of those amazing watches that told him like minutes to sunset, degrees, all that stuff. So he set a timer and he kept telling me at like intermittent moments when my birthday was going to happen. So not like 30 minutes, 15, 10 Five! He was like, 34 minutes. And I was like, fuck, I don't know how to gauge 34 minutes. This is a great reminder. And he goes like, 17. Then he jumps to four. And I was like, fuck, it's coming very quickly now. And then he was like, he counted down from five. And then he was like, happy birthday. And I was like, thanks. And it felt like one of those really great moments where like, I don't know, like, I literally knew that guy from that day, you know, and he he was the first person to wish me happy birthday. Just, like, a very cool human moment of, like, just connected to another person that I barely know. And then he wishes me happy birthday, and then he goes, 27, right? And I was like, no, 15. I have that elderly look. So that was pretty fun. There was a slightly anxious person that came and I was trying to do my best to be in the moment when other people are anxious. I'm very anxious, but when other people are anxious, I'm like, look at this problem. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am a cool cucumber. Look at that person as anxious as hell. Look, 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 look. I like to point it out so that people don't see that I'm like, am I doing it right? Am I doing all of this right? I'm doing all of this right, right? Tell me I'm doing it right. Tell me I'm doing it right! That's why I just look at a fire, because I'm like, fire, tell me I'm doing it right. And then it happens, and I'm like, I'm doing it right! That's what I like about fires. It's a very quick answer. Trying to set the thing, you're like, I am not doing this right. I am not doing this right. I am not doing this. I am doing it right! (laughs) Oh, the laughter tonight is great. Ah, Uh You look great! I did get the middle finger on the way over here. And that was kind of nice. Everyone sad about it. I was like kind of rejuvenated by it, actually. Because like I tend to be the one that gives the finger. I try to, I am 36 now, uh, going on 14. And so I try not to give the finger too much because I've done it enough and I've paid the price for that. I gave a woman the finger on my bike in Chicago once. I gave it to her good too because I was on a bike. So like when you're on a bike, you can do like a whole horizontal finger. And then your face is over it and you're just like, eh, fuck you. It's like real fun. Cause she tried to, I was like to the right of her in the left turn lane and she didn't like that. So she tried to kill me with her car basically. So I felt like my finger was justified in that moment. And it was in Chicago, we were like kind of in back streets or whatever. And I'm just like riding along with more bikers and I see her car like take off in front of me. And I was like, well, this doesn't seem, this probably isn't gonna end well. And she stopped at the stop sign in front of me and I saw like, she like popped the car into park. I saw those reverse lights light up and I was like, all right, shit, here we go. And like got off my bike and got ready. And uh, like all these other bikers are around me. She came running at me. Like one of those ghosts at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, just like. (laughs) She had like a Charlize Theron and monster look about her. It's very terrifying. She ran up and just started wailing on me. And I was wearing a helmet, so I was safe for that part. But then, like, the worst part about fighting as an assigned female at birth is no one has taught you how to do it. So eventually you're just like, pulling at each other's clothes, tearing each other down to the ground. Like, no one ever taught me how to throw a punch, so I'm just like, I'll take your button. Like, I don't know what to. I was like, just run, you know? But I couldn't run because I was on a bike. because I didn't want to run to begin with. That's very funny. Anyway. Then all these bikers were like, we got your license plate, asshole! And she goes, it ain't my car! And got in it and took off. So I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't give the finger anymore. This guy just gave me a very gingerly one on the way over here. It was a four-way stop. Very clearly my turn, I started turning left. He was like driving into my car and I went, which is the middle-aged finger. (laughs) (laughs) Try to take up the whole picture window there. (laughs) Sometimes I pop out of the sunroof. I don't know what that was, like a dentist puppet. Anyway. <laughs> a puppet you get at the dentist, not a puppet of a dentist. One of these. Anyway. 
But then I was like driving, I was driving past it. He just went like, he had his phone in his fucking hand that he gave me the finger in. So like a finger and a phone. A finger and a phone. If you have your phone in your hand, you shouldn't legally be allowed to give anybody the finger. And then it was too late and I just drove by and I was like, oh, fuck you! And I just kept driving. It was like, well, he didn't hear that at all. Okay, I have to leave because we have other comedians, but I did want to say one other thing. I talked about the 10 African nations, yes. <laughs> Could not think of 10. Um, oh yeah, I was thinking the other day because my friend got me this amazing uh, baseball hat for my birthday um, and it has a wizard on it. And that is one thing that we did talk about over the weekend that I liked a lot because I was like, what the fuck is the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer? <laughs> not much. <laughs> And I liken it to trying to describe the difference between a white guy from Ohio and a white guy from Indiana. <laughs> Slightly different hats, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. I said that on the internet and a white guy wrote back, yeah, but they are different. <laughs> and I wish there was a function of the internet that I could just reach out and go, I know, sweetie. <laughs> I know. All right, are you guys ready to get this show started? Woo! Great! I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad all the comics are here, but especially this first comedian. Uh, she is wonderful. Just a great human being. Uh, I've worked with her a ton, and you guys are going to love her. Please give a warm welcome to Caitlin Gill! <laughs> I like it when you pick a song that makes everyone clap in unison. Did you notice that happen at the end where you all got very conformist very quickly? Like, we know how to clap to this. This song has a recognized... That was good. That was white people in church good. Well done. Well done. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I coming for you, white people in church? Did you hear that over there? Oh, ho, 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 ho. That's not how we are in church. Excuse me. I am the atheist daughter of two pastors. I know exactly how we are in church. <laughs> Fucking arrhythmically clapping. And virtue signaling. That's what we're doing in church. I am the lesbian daughter of pastors. I am the crown jewel in a liberal crown. That's hot talk at a church pancake breakfast. What's your daughter doing? Oh, boy, medicine without bore some kind of doctor in another country? Congratulations. Our daughter is a lesbian! The entire room just applauds. Everyone just claps. <laughs> Or Christianity is weird. Hi, apparently not as relatable as I thought. Come out, hit him with that liberal Christianity shit. You know, everyone grew up the daughter of two pastors, a mother and a stepmother. This shit is relatable. It isn't. Less relatable. Anyone, anybody else have a parent? Woo, I uh, just visited my parents. This is true. After this set, I have to get in my car and I have to drive to go see my family. I'm going to end up, I will end my night at sometime very late in Napa, California, because uh, it's my dad's birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks. When he listens to the podcast, he'll know how excited you all were about his birthday. <laughs> I have the sweetest daddy. He's the nicest guy. I'm a little bit worried about him since he retired. I think he needs a hobby. Uh, there is nothing in his life. There's nothing in his life except for parking. <laughs> parking is all that my father cares about. For my father, life is no longer about the journey, 
or the destination. <laughs> it is about parking. <laughs> the journey is simply the inconvenience that his car experiences between one parking spot and another. The destination is just a riddle to be solved. The answer, the best parking space. It's all that he cares about. My hometown has a big old music festival now. My parents did not care about this music festival until this year when that music festival got the Foo Fighters. What a day for dads. My dad got a ticket. He was gonna go to the festival. I was proud of him. That's awesome. The dude is 65, and he is gonna go kick up his heels with the kiddos. He's gonna go watch those foos fight. <laughs> so I made it a point after the concert. I thought, you ask your dad how that concert went. So I got in touch, and I asked, hey, dad, how was the concert? And this was my father's answer to the question, hey, dad, how was the concert? Oh, it was good. You know, I almost breezed right by that parking structure on second, thought it'd be cram jam full, but I took a chance, went in, and there were spaces! <laughs> went up to the second floor, I thought, no way, but there was a beauty right by the stairwell. It was great. <laughs> oh, and we left early, beat the traffic home. Good day. That was my father's answer to the question, how was the concert? <laughs> And I could feel like this teenager awaken in me, like, no, Dad, you're doing concerts wrong, Dad. It's about the music, Dad. No, Caitlin, listen to the man. He had a great day. No, he didn't stay to listen to the Foo Fighters play ever long. That parking space was his Everlong. <laughs> I go to see my parents a lot. I love them. On the last visit, uh, I'm excited to see how it's going. Uh, big news in the Gil Kramer household. Brand new washer dryer. Yeah, that hadn't happened since 92. Big shake up in the house. I went to use the washer, totally confident that I would be able to operate it. I am a 37-year-old woman. I can handle any washing machine life throws my way. <laughs> my dad wasn't so sure. The garage door flew open. And my father was in the frame. And he said, hang on! Let me show you how to use that thing. It's a nightmare. <laughs> When my father gets a new thing, he doesn't want a new thing. He wants a new one of his old thing. My father would like a brand new iPhone 2, please and thank you. This washing machine, he can't take it. He walked over to it, and there's a big panel, and there's a large button on the panel. It is the largest button on the machine. It, that button, it is illuminated. And he pointed at the button, so angry, and all of us would recognize the button as the power button. We know what it's the symbol that's been on every appliance for decades. It is most of a circle, some of a line. That's the one. <laughs> He's so mad. He points at it. You gotta push this thing to even turn it on. <laughs> There's a digital display. His instructions for that were, I don't even. That's how you use the digital portion of my father's washer dryer. 
When I got to the dryer, he pointed to that, and he said, this thing's mostly okay. Still a little suspicious, but it's mostly okay. Sings mostly okay, except when it's done, you gotta listen hard, because it just sings at you. It's got a song. It just boop, 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 boop. It just sings. So you gotta listen for that. You listen hard for it. So angry. I promise that you know the noise my dad's old dryer made when it was done. Just, <laughs> Just your angriest appliance. Resentful of its task every time it is complete. Just, Aah! Aah! Your fucking clothes are dry, man! Get your underwear out of me! I love you. Good night. I love my Tomboy X underwear. My absolute favorite is the boxers of any length. Four inches, six inches, 20 inches. Uh, in the micro-modal fabric, they are absolutely the most comfortable underwear I've ever had in my life. It is time to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident. Underwear with more frills than function. Underwear your mom got you to fem you up. It's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself. Tomboy X. Tomboy X has everything from bikinis, briefs, boxer briefs, trunks, and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras. All in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints. And all with options from extra small to 4X. So regardless of where you fall on the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Put your hands together, listeners. We'll get an extra 15% off with the code hands together. Again, just use the code hands together for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together. I think I might be Caitlin's dad. <laughs> Sounded like she was describing me. I also have a fucking digital washer and dryer, which I thought was a convenience at first. It works very well. But number one, a side front-loading washer, you cannot close. You have to leave that fucker open all the time or else your clothes smell like a fucking aquarium. <laughs> Complaint number one and proof, I'm Caitlin's dad. <laughs> number two. Both my washer and dryer play a complete song when my clothing is done. I don't mean like boop 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 boop. I mean do 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 do. There's a key change. There is a key change. There is an emotional note. There is a key change. Who wrote it? Somebody wrote the song. Is that a union job? I hope they get residuals every time I wash my, my fucking underwear. <laughs> Gotta get health care for those old dryers. <laughs> Anyways, that's the song. I just wanted to sing it one more time. I wanted to see if I could get it again. And then the, the washer is... Like, I don't need the more you know. I do think it is funny that we just, like, keep building all this technology that we really don't fucking need. And we get it, and we're like, oh, my God. This is so... It's telling me what to do. And then two seconds later, you're like, shut up! 
turn right. I was walking behind these two white people in Lancaster, Pennsylvania once, and they had turn-by-turn directions on. Also, I scared them. They crossed the street to get away from me. Me! Yes! I looked scary to them. I never look scary to anybody. People are always like, hey, son, can you grab me that? Can you open this jar for me, kitty? Anyway, this woman had turn-by-turn directions on, and that's exactly what she did. They were like, visiting Lancaster, Pennsylvania, looking around, and then the phone was like, in .25 miles, she goes, oh, shut up, would ya? Like, it's like some asshole family member that's treated them like shit their entire lives. They really had a lot of feelings about that fucking GPS. So do I. All right, are you ready to keep this show rolling? Great. This next comic, very excited that they're here. Please give a warm welcome to Daniel Webb, everybody! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's me. Oh, my God. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. How's it going? Hello. Nice to see you. Hi. How are you? Uh, Rhea, I know exactly how you feel, bitch. I'm 36, too. I know. Read it and wait, bitch. I know. It's terrible. I don't know how... This is a young audience, people. It's like this town is run by teenagers. I don't know if anybody knows that. I had to explain to an agent who Ralph Nader was, and then... I just turned to dust. It was great. It was awful. Bye. It was terrible. And it's hard, you know what I mean? Because I feel like I just woke up in my mid-30s, you know? Like that poor woman that got bit by that shark at Pacific Palisades. I know! I'm like, I'm at home watching the news, and they're like, a 36-year-old woman got bit by a shark. I'm like, what's that old bitch doing swimming out in the ocean? (gasps) I'm 36! (laughs) That could have been me, you know? It goes so fast. It goes so fucking fast. I don't know. Uh, oh, oops, I'm sorry. Hi, nice to meet you. Hello, hi. I'm I'm 36 and mean. Nice to meet you. Hi, my name's Daniel. I'm from Texas. Nice to say thank you very much. I know, right? Bang, bang! I know. Oh, my gosh. Controversial. Oh, my God. What else about me? I'm in the closet. Let's get that out of the way. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. Let's see. Um, I, I mean, I live in Los Angeles. You know, I'm from Texas, but I live in Los Angeles. And, like, I love it here. You know, it's one of my favorite places in the world. It's fun living in L.A. Because... I have no job. <laughs> I have no job. I have no job. I have no job. And like, for Mother's Day, I gave my mom garlic bread. I was like, I have no job. I have no job. I have no job. And it's like, what's worse is I've been doing a lot of online shopping. So like, financially speaking, I'm in danger. You know. <laughs> I have no job. I got fired as a dog walker because I'm 36. I got fired. Um, I did extra work. I was an extra on a television show I'm not legally allowed to talk about, but um, it's Westworld. And um, yeah, fuck them. Fuck that show. Fuck them. Because for a lot of reasons. But number one, first of all, they cast me as a Confederate soldier, which... (laughs) is ridiculous, you know? Rude, Very rude. And then, number two, the prop guy gave me a real gun. And then I horsed around with that for 20 seconds. And then he took it away from me. And then he gave me a rubber knife and told me to, quote, not swish it around so much. I was like, it is pride. You can't talk to me like that. 
I have no job. I have no job. I have no job. And I'm fucking, I also, I just, as long as we're talking about, I hate pride. I do not like pride. I hate it. It's awful. Like, see all those shirtless gay men, you know what I mean? Gay men have the worst tattoos I've ever seen. It's, you know, <laughs> ever. It's like, gay, it's like, gay man's tattoo looks like something you'd see on a shower curtain that, <laughs> that you'd buy at World Market. It is very asymmetrical. I don't know. I will say, pride is more fun. Pride is important, people, because I'm from Texas, and like, right now, right now, 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 in Texas, uh, they practice, or the GOP, the governor, Lieutenant Governor, all those sons of bitches, they believe in gay conversion therapy. They practice, yes, 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 right now. I know, boo, bitch, yeah, louder, bitch. I fucking, yes. That's insane to think about. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine a room full of gay men trying to be converted? Like, that poor teacher, you know? Can you imagine, you know, ladies? Lesson number one, you know, how to drink from a straw without looking like you're sucking a dick. <laughs> no. No, 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 it's impossible, you know, like, you know, lesbian conversion therapy, good fucking luck with that, you know, I mean, y'all, it's hard enough to teach a lesbian good penmanship, let alone how to fuck a man, okay, it's like, please, I mean, stroke victims have better form, people, y'all gotta get into it, it's awful, I don't know, but it's like, but I will say this, and I, this was my first pride in Los Angeles, you know, and I'm gonna tell you people, I saw this man do a lip sync to Britney Spears Toxic with his asshole, and I did not know I was gonna see that that day. It was magic. It was amazing. And like, y'all, I know that now that we're incarcerating children at the border, a man lip syncing with his asshole to Britney Spears Toxic is a little tone deaf. I know. I know. For the record, I, I also don't like children and think they should be jailed. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's true, cause I can't have kids. You know, I cannot have children. I can't. My semen is 90% Chardonnay. <laughs> you know? And that's sad, you know, because, like, if I can't have kids, who is going to inherit all my sweater vests and lube, you know? <laughs> Quite the collection. I don't know. Sorry. I didn't mean to get political with you people. It's just that's all I do. I just have I have no job. I watch television all day, you know? I watch TV all day. My, I've been watching sports. I know you don't believe that, but I love watching sports. I do. It's like, you know, I don't like to play sports. You know, it's like I, I throw a football like I'm giving a high five. <laughs> It never worked. It's like I, as a child, I quit baseball because the sun was in my eyes. <laughs> Do all eight-year-olds put up with that shit? I was just like, you know, I was out. I hate it. My God, I love, I love, I'm sad that World Cup's over because I love, did anybody see that Iranian team? Allah Akbar. That was the hottest group of men I've ever seen. <laughs> ISIS all aboard. I am totally into that. My God. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, my favorite sport of all, of all, of all, is synchronized diving. Do you people watch this shit? It is nuts. You need to plug into this. You need to get a drug dealer and then watch synchronized diving. It's insane. It's my favorite. It's mathematical, kind of racist, and totally entertaining. I love it. It's like, because uh, the Chinese are nuts. The Chinese, it's two people. They walk up to the thing, they just jump off the thing all together. Tight, 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 tight. They hit the water. No splash. You're just like, communism works. Like right there. Right there. Crazy, you know. And the French are fun. I love the French. The French are fun. Uh, they they're gorgeous, you know. They're gorgeous, and they 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 go up the thing. They jump off the thing. They light a cigarette. They're mildly anti-American, you know. You know, no splash. It's crazy. And the Russians are my favorite. They're the sexiest, right? The Russians, they're go 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 go, you know, and just like steal, you know. And they they jump off the thing. They're all tight. They're muscular. They're gorgeous. They jump off the thing. They're they pull out a laptop. They hack it to our election. They rig it, rig it, rig it, rig it. No splash. 
No splash. Isn't that weird? Oh my God, isn't that strange? I don't know. I do love sports. The Olympics are my favorite sports because it brings the world together. You know, it's one of my favorite things. But y'all remember we sent Mike Pence to be our ambassador to the Olympics? I was like, y'all, that's the worst ambassador I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Because like, he just sits there like an angry penis about to explode, you know? Mike Pence looks angry, right? He looks like a trans person just walked into his bathroom. Or like, you know, doesn't he look like the kind of person that'd be mean because his Chili's to-go order wasn't ready on time? I hate that son of a bitch. I don't like him at all. It's like, because don't you think he's like, I don't know, he looks like a power bottom to me. Can we all agree? Can we all agree? He'd be totally into that. I don't know. Do you remember when he walked out of that football game? Remember that shit? Because the players were taking a knee. Remember that? That was the gayest thing I have ever seen, right? Oh, I am out of here. Oh. You know, that's how I behave. <laughs> when you invited me to your house, I drank all your champagne. And then I got into a fight with myself in your mirror and said, oh, yeah, out of here. That's some grade A faggot ass material right there. Thank okay, thanks. I'm Jonathan Venness. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Y'all have a great night. Bye. As a lesbian, I have a lot of notes. <laughs> also, I'll have you know, I have great penmanship, so... I don't know where that ethnic slur came from. <laughs> I also think, yeah, if you don't want to look at gay men's tattoos, look at the dykes. It's all like, fuck you, basically. <laughs> Just black everywhere, just like, fucking leave me alone for two seconds. It's basically what all my tats are. My two. I just said tats. Ugh, what happened to me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone should walk out right now. Literally never said that word seriously, and it just came out of my mouth. What happened to me? It felt like an invasion of the body snatchers. Tats! Ugh! Do I work at the video store I used to go to when I was a kid? That's how old I am. I went to a video store when I was a kid. And remember it. Okay. <laughs> also, Ralph Nader, the seatbelt guy? Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone 37 in this audience? Okay. Um, let's keep the show going. What do you all think? I think yes. This next comic, it is their first time on the show, so you all know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show, right? We give them a huge, big round of applause, so you can start doing that right now. Let's get it going. Yeah. I like the sound of that. For Vanessa Gonzalez, everybody! Guys, I'm glad you're clapping because I have really good news. I just lost a tooth, which technically means I lost weight. <laughs> level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. Hell yeah, get on my level, guys. It was a big tooth, too. <laughs> It was uh, one of the important ones in the back. Yeah, I'm hoping to lose two more teeth, reach my goal weight by the end of summer. I think it'll work too. I can only have chips on this side now, so it's limiting my chip intake per hour. I've done the math. Everybody calm down. I was uh, at the airport recently. I was at my gate waiting for my flight and my phone was about to die. 
So I just started eavesdropping on the two women behind me, you know, like Facebook, but for real. (laughs) And so what I could gather from listening, uh, there were two besties going on a besties trip. And I was like, hell yeah, besties trip, me too, I'm going too. We're doing this. And so I kept listening, but then all of a sudden, one woman says to the other woman, you gained weight, huh? And then the other woman says, yeah. And then they kept being friends. (laughs) I was like, what? Fuck this, I tore up my ticket. I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Bestie strip over. I'm not fucking with her, fuck that. I once cut a woman out of my life because she told me there was salsa on my shirt. You know? I don't need you pointing out my flaws. Okay? I know there's salsa on my shirt. This is my salsa shirt. I know that. Get your negativity out of my life, Brenda. I don't care if our moms are sisters. I don't need you. I don't need you. My mom uh, lies a lot. Anybody relate to that? Okay, yeah, my mom lies a lot. I've been trying to catch her on this like really big lie recently, like a real good one, you know? Um, So the thing is, is my parents have been married for 40 years. Yeah, hold on. Um, (laughs) Let me finish. So the thing is, though, is that, you know, I have an older brother and then me and then a younger brother. And the thing is, is that my younger brother definitely has a different dad than us. (laughs) Like, it's just so obvious. He doesn't like he looks so different. It's like the Gonzaleses are brown. He's light skinned. You know, the Gonzaleses are chubby. He's skinny. The Gonzalezes are dumb, and he could say the word simultaneously. You know what I mean? It's just science. That's genes we don't have. And I, and I went up to my mom, and I looked at her right in the face. I said, Mom, just tell me. Like, just tell me, did you have an affair 25 years ago? And she looks me dead in my eyes, and she goes, Vanessa, Vanessa, I swear to God. Vanessa, I swear to God, on Grammy's grave, I don't remember. (laughs) Swear to God, that's her honest answer. And I believe her, too. I'm like, well, you know, let's just let it slide, then. Forget it. Forget it. Uh, I have my first boyfriend in my life. I'm 33. Thank you. Huge deal. Huge deal. My mom's super excited about it, that I finally have a boyfriend. She didn't think it was ever going to happen. You know, made her question her, you know, super Catholic views. She's like, I pray every day. I pray every day for God to bring you a boyfriend. But shit, maybe he's not real. Started blowing out her candles. 
packing up her rosaries. And I was like, no, mom, I got a boyfriend for real this time. And she was like, ah, see, told you, he works in mysterious ways. And I was like, yeah, yeah, God probably wanted me to fuck all those dudes and then them not call me back. <laughs> Good plan, God. Good plan. You got me. But now I finally have a boyfriend. I thought she'd like get off my back, you know? But no, now she still calls me every day. How's the boyfriend? Are you pregnant yet? Are you pregnant yet? Maybe you need to go get checked because I read an article that if you eat a lot of McDonald's chicken McNuggets, it messes up down there and women can't have babies now because of the McNuggets. <laughs> and well, I don't want to name names, but you eat a lot of chicken McNuggets. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, the, these are facts, yes. But then I thought about it, and I was like, man, if it is true, and McDonald's Chicken McNuggets do prevent pregnancy, that would be awesome. <laughs> right? Like, think about it. I don't know what's going to happen with birth control or how accessible that's going to be. It would be super dope if I could just pick up a 20-piece for the month, you know what I mean? <laughs> Pop a nug every day. If you skip a day, two nugs the next day. You know what I mean? It's great, it's great. Like, I'm gonna eat them anyway. Now I'm not gonna get pregnant. I'm killing two chickens with a rock. This is awesome. And, and you bet your ass you still gotta dip them because that's what activates it. The barbecue and honey mustard makes the babies not grow good. My boyfriend's like, should I wear a condom? And I'm like, nah, man. I've been eating nugs all month. Let them fly. It's probably not safe. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter for updates. I'm at Vanessa. Thank you guys so much. I'm Vanessa Gonzalez. Audiobooks are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, running, road tripping, enjoying downtime outdoors, and more. And with the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, Audible lets you fill your summer with more stories like Guy Bronham's My Life as a Goddess. Definitely check that one out. It's hilarious, moving, and lovely. As an Audible member, you'll get a credit every month good for any audiobook, regardless of price. Unused credits roll over to the next month. And if you don't like your audiobook, you can exchange it, no questions asked. Plus, your books are yours to keep. Go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Better yet, you can switch seamlessly between devices, picking up exactly where you left off. Whether it's on your phone, through your car, from a tablet, or at home on an Amazon Echo. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Just go to audible.com slash PYHT or text PYHT to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash PYHT. Or text PYHT to 500-500. You can do it with audiobooks. Vanessa Gonzalez, everybody, let her hear it! I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to any, anyway. I wonder if the nugget works as like a sort of plan B. 
see why I considered not saying that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything to recover from from that. I was like, either you just roll right into it or you bring up nugget suppositories kind of a thing. Is it a suppository when it doesn't go in your butt? I don't know. No one wants to hear about this. <laughs> Literally no one in this audience is like, yeah, this is my shit. Please talk about suppositories. How old are you? 36? Fuck yeah. <laughs> that part was really funny to me. But not to you guys. You're like, no. I don't want to think about this now. I've never had chicken McNuggets in my life. <laughs> my mom raised me as a vegetarian since the beginning. The whole time. The long, long time. Forever. That's why I'm very tiny and weak. That's why my foot is holding the mic stand and not my hand. I'm using gravity instead of my actual arms. Because they need a break from not doing anything today. <laughs> but Chicken McNuggets, that was like my end goal. Because my mom was like, you're a vegetarian until you're 13. And then you can do whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. And I was like, fucking I am going to eat Chicken McNuggets <laughs> the day I turn 13. And then I turned 13 and I was like, I don't want those things anymore. I don't know what I wanted when I was 13. Probably to vote for Ralph Nader one day. <laughs> Oh, I know what I wanted to do when I was 13. Go back to school. Because <laughs> my mom homeschooled me because I couldn't get into any schools. Because I left my Catholic school and then just couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> so my mom was like, I'll homeschool you, but then had to work. So I just was home for a year. <laughs> Which is why when people are like, homeschooling, I'm always like, yeah, homeschooling was great. I watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure for the first time. <laughs> I, like, I watched Gleaming the Cube for the first... I watched so many movies. I literally did not go to school for a year. All right, cool. I did have all my vaccines, though, so everything's fine. Sorry, did I stress everybody out? Everybody's very quiet. I know it's not funny. I just think it is funny, also, that I just didn't go to school for a year because my poor mom was like, I can do everything! And then was like, I gotta go! And I'm just... Like, you know you have to be here for this, right? Like, you can't just hand me a newspaper and be like, I'll be back at 5.30. My shift ends at 7. <laughs> Poor people, am I right? Okay. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, but we're trying. All right. <laughs> Somebody was Poor. <laughs> It's always confusing to people when, like, poor people spend money. And I'm just using a general term of poorness because I don't... The scale is what... I'm also white. I understand this, but I also... I was... Whatever. Anyway! <laughs> don't understand why poor people spend money. And it's like, that's all we have! We don't know anything else! Anyway. We don't have any of it, and it's all we have. <sighs> all right. I'm just getting back out there, guys. Just doing stand-up again. Talking about the things that are on my mind. Your shirt looks good. Thank you! <laughs> I like that, except it felt like you felt like I needed it. <laughs> Which I did. So, anyway. <laughs> Not as good as the time I brought up Bite Size Snickers and someone threw them at me from their purse, but I appreciate you for it. 
bring Snickers next time. No, give it up for this person Woo! being my comedy partner all of a sudden. All right, I didn't go to school for a year, and this show is going to keep on rolling. We have two comics left. Are you all excited? I sure am. They're both really great comics. Everybody on the show has been so wonderful so far, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Get excited. <laughs> for some reason, I just felt like a really angry cactus just then. That was the character that I was trying to play. Get excited! Like, I've got sunglasses on, but I'm also kind of angry because I'm a cactus. Like, cactuses are very cute, but at the same time, it's like, ooh, spiky. Watch out. Sorry. <laughs> I know you need the water, but so do I! I apologize. <laughs> I think that's very funny. Comedians, it's so great when you tell yourself from the stage, that's very funny. Anyway. All right, our next comic, one of my favorites, friend of the show, one of my favorite skateboarders and illustrators, too. Please give a warm welcome to Chris Fairbanks, everybody! Thank you. What are we, what are we talking about, cactuses? I got, I got the cutest little cactus, actually. It was really tiny, but still super spiky. And uh, I was nurturing it, I thought. Uh, or I was what? Maybe I was over. It died. It died within a week. It's fun to find out you're less nurturing than the desert. All of the desert. I, uh, thanks. I've been at a pool. I've been, let's be honest, I've had some poolside beers. But I don't forget the rules, you know? No running, no pushing. Especially into the pool. Remember the 80s? Pushing people right in a pool. It was a... Bronx cheer, everyone would be like, oh, you got <laughs> slosh. Uh, but you, you can't do it anymore. It was so fun. Now everyone's got a $900 computer in their pants. You know, you can't push people in the pool anymore. It's in the old people, you can push them. No phone, just a flip phone. Take it, Gramps. No, don't push old people. Um, into the pool because in their pocket they might have an unlaminated social security card that's fun a lot of family members could enjoy that one and the cactus one I'm your family friendly f friend I uh <laughs> yeah I know enough a friend of, or a guy I know or somebody somewhere got a beer huh beer uh, what's, what's for dinner tonight? That's who cares? A shark right in the torso. He got it. Bit. What am I, Yoda? That I fucking took the middle, put it here. Comma. Should have started with a comma. Anyway, that's the worst part of your body. Neck down, waist up. No thanks, shark. You know. And with a lot of these problems in life, and yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say torso shark bites are a life problem. People are always like, hey, it's either sink or swim. But no, don't not don't swim. Don't even try. They'll get you. They're better. All the sharks are better. You might be Michael Phelps, and then even 
like a hammerhead will be like, oh, I'll try, fellas. Hey, I got him. Wow, I thought your nose would get in the way. They'll all get you. Any shark. You should sink, actually. If you're... You really should. I've thought about this a lot. If a shark's coming, you see the fin cartoonishly, and you just go, well, fuck it, and get underwater, because then you can keep your eyes open. So I've thought about that. And we all know what to do when a shark's right in front of you. As a human, right? You wind up, and you... Punch him uh, right in the, where do you punch? In the, uh, in the gills, in the gills. You punch him in the gills, you reach in, you grab his brain, you pull it out, you show it to his eyes at the last second. If you do it fast enough, his synapses will still be firing and he'll be like, is that my brain? And it's like, oh, no, too late, motherfucker. And then you uh, shove it in his blowhole. I haven't done a lot of research. Oh. I was raised and bred and uh, raised and bred. <laughs> yeah, I was raised and bred, raised and bred in Montana. And as a child, I ate nothing but raisin bread. <laughs> My parents, uh, uh, they were good. I don't know, kind of abusive. Uh, abusive? Fuck. I don't, I'll put this down. I, uh, I had a rough childhood, I'm saying. I know it looks like I was born with a silver spoon in my ass, but I, uh, you know, rough from the beginning. I actually, as a baby, I blew out my knee taking my very first step. I, uh, ACL, PCL, shattered meniscus. The cap, they found the cap under my foot. I walked with a limp, and then they're like, well, that's under there. But I had to, anyway, I had to learn to walk through physical therapy. I was one of the first, uh, little crutches. Do you guys like this joke? I don't really either, but it's just, I'm thinking of a, it's cute when a baby has a little crutches. Or I like little things. Dollhouses, what have you. Just a, baby like, yeah, three more fucking surgeries. He's foul-mouthed. Got glasses and a top hat and a bow tie. What's this baby have to be wearing for you guys to like this joke? (laughs) As a, and I, I forgot about this for a lot of years, but it came up recently and now it's pretty vivid. My parents, uh, walked in on me while masturbating and I'll never forget it you know me just laying in bed looking up suddenly there was my parents in the doorway you know like I said they were masturbating and I feel (laughs) it's just a classic switcheroo you see usually someone's in the there and you want people are always masturbating in rooms most rooms with a closed door just willy nilly and then other people are going in and out anyway if you ever if that ever happens if you ever walk in the room and someone's masturbating don't uh panic. Oftentimes, and it's out of kindness, you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then it's weird for them and you. If, if you walk in, someone's doing that, don't say sorry. Uh, just keep walking in the room. Walk to the middle of the room. <laughs> just walk to the middle of the room, look right at them, and say this. It's kind of important. Go, uh, hey, have you seen my high prescription lensed glasses anywhere? <laughs> I can't seem to find them. I could use your help, you know, when you're done cleaning that gun and then <laughs> crisis averted I uh summertime listening to the Eagles to, or Eagles not the did you know the band's not the Eagles it's just Eagles all Eagles yeah you dumb old hippies I don't like uh, the Eagles at all and I'm the oldest I'm 43 thanks lotion mostly but I uh I just I don't I don't think anyone my age likes the music of the Eagles just because it makes us think of our dads driving drunk (laughs) 
You should have a care in the world. Put the top up. It's kind of a cheesy song, but when it comes on, Eye of the Tiger is uh, pretty motivating. Eye of the Tiger is like, uh, I don't know. It's, it, we all get excited, but no one owns Eye of the Tiger. Like, you don't just put in Survivor or whoever it is. It's, it just pops up on the radio at, at any moment. Usually Eye of the Tiger comes on and I just end up eating hot soup too fast. <laughs> I left something out. I, uh, I left something out of that. I want to have ki- I want to have kids. I love kids. Isn't that weird? It's weird to say, but you know how I mean it. I do want them. It's weird. I want them. I don't have any, but uh, I'll talk to kids now. They used to make me nervous. Now I'm like, come here, all of you, and they come to me first. I'm like, fuck, one at a time, like at a mall or something. And uh, I'm like, hey, your shoes light up, fancy shirt or what? It's they're easy. And then. Uh, and then inevitably, the parents, like, the dad's like, oh, get away from my kid. It's like, fuck you, I'm not trying to molest your kid. He's a redhead. I just want to have, and that's, I don't even like that. Because uh, we all know redheads grow up to be beautiful adults. But the kids, right? No, thanks. Put him, no, he doesn't have eyebrows. Can we put him back? He's not uh, done, I think. It's, it's just important a lot. Let him outside. Uh, all these jokes have worked better in the past. I, uh... Do you ever have three or four drinks and then you're like, well, better not drive home, so you have three or four more to build the courage to do it? Anyway, I got to uh, wrap it up. That's enough for me. That's, uh, what if I just put on a condom right then? All right, here we go. I'll close on that. Thanks. I've been Chris Fairbanks. Thank you. do my work, put my thing back where it's supposed to go. Give it up for Chris one more time. All right, the time has come. Our final comic of the evening. Are you excited, everyone? I certainly am. This comic is very funny. She's a friend of the show, and I'm very excited that she's here. Please give a warm welcome to Sashir Zabeda, everybody! Hey, 
this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.